Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of EMC2 Learning, the greatest community of educators around. In today's episode, we are talking about gamification with students, how, how to have that kind of talk, specifically as we start our school year. Some of us are beginning our school year here in the U.S., and I just want to take a moment and how like you roll that out with the student a little bit. What are the conversations I have to get them in the frame of reference? Because most, actually all, of my students have not experienced a gamified class yet. I teach sixth grade, and so we're going to be talking about that. Before we jump down to there, I kind of want to talk a little bit about last week's episode in which I was taking stock of the show, and I asked the kind of polled the audience and people responded using the hashtag well played podcast and tagged me on Twitter and Instagram and uh, overwhelmingly nice comments thank you so much from all of you guys um, people talked about liking well played podcast and not needing to rebrand others said like rebrand could be nice um, <laughs> so I think I think what we're going to do is probably still think about it, really. I'm thinking about thinking about it. But uh, I do think we're going to probably have a new podcast come next season. So uh, be on the lookout for that. I'll start making posts about it. There'll probably be an overlap of the last few like episodes of this to the new podcast. Um, even entertaining the idea of multiple podcasts? Whoa, blow mind. Mind blown. Blown mind? Who knows? All right, everybody, on to today's episode. Uh, again, I want to just thank uh, David and, you know, for his perspective too, uh, on it. Um, and, uh, you know, Richard and Michelle, um, Mr. Weems, Weemus. So we got lots of people comments, and I just want to say thank you. means a ton, and I hope you make the jump to the new podcast when that comes out. All right. Talking gamification with students is our topic today. And I do it every year. I'm starting school in one day. And so this is going to be very applicable to me. Um, it, I'm going to tell you, if you do a gamified year, this is important to get this and get this down. If you do a gamified unit, this would even pertain to you. Because uh, kids aren't used to teachers adding uh, game elements. And there's certain advice I would sort of want to impart to you on how to sort of smooth that out. And one, <clears throat> I'm going to say, at the beginning of the year, I definitely go with what's a principle called cascading information theory. So uh, I like to think of it almost like that pile or that like pyramid of champagne glasses. This is what cascading information theory is. If all the glasses filled would equal full knowledge of the game, they get all the rules, they get the, the requirements. We don't want to take time to actually like pour each individual glass. That would be boring. That would be the equivalent of like reading the manual to a game. Ew, gross. No one does that. Uh, so this one, cascading information theory, it is about pouring into that first glass. Just what fills that first glass and then pour a little more and it bubbles over and it fills the next two glasses. So this means 
choose what you're going to share with students. Like control the information out. It's okay that they don't understand the whole game. How I do cascading information theory in my game is actually start with this like training camp, I call it, right? And it's already part of a gamified unit. There's already good graphics and they're already like excited, right? It's already starting to get into that castly thing. There's already like a script text that says, you know, like the king needs this and that. And they're all, okay, they're already kind of roped in. They don't understand what they're doing, but they're roped in and they already feel that game, that the class is different. And in that camp, a few things happen. And here's the example of cascading information theory. At the start, they don't have any items or badges or they don't even have the item holder yet. And through the camp, once the class gets far enough into the training camp, everyone in the room gains an item. And I have, they have, in my game, they have a choice of three items. Choice, they get to pick one of these three items before they leave the camp. And this is now the point, like this is probably two days into my class, they get the item card holder, which is a baseball card holder, a little baseball card sheet holder. And I've made items. Those of you that are part of the EMC2 community knows that we have probably the largest template gallery for you to sort of build out your items quick, easy, and just looks awesome. I love seeing you guys use those items. So cascading information theory. They didn't know about items this first day doing some of the things. Second day, all of a sudden, I'm saying you can choose an item. And I start handing out these things. And I tell them like, oof. They have nine pockets. You can only have nine items. You get that 10th item, you're going to have to make a choice. Give one to your buddy or give one to me. <laughs> All right. But I didn't bore them on day one by teaching them this as well. Uh, another thing is side quests. Side quests become a piece of my game, but I didn't sit there and explain side quests. What I did actually in the training camp, which they have access to this, it's a Google slideshow. There, In the bottom corner, there is a uh, box that says side quests and it has two side quests um, and I love it I love that it's just there and all of a sudden I don't really make much note of it and some student comes in day three day four day five I don't know and has done one and I'm like oh wow you know Billy you did the side quest the this is awesome and I go over to my item case. They only thought there was those three items. And now I all of a sudden give them an item and a badge. And I just take a moment and tell the class, like, hell, Billy just did this side quest. Side quests are a big way to earn points in, my, in, in our game, in this game world. So he gained XP. And I, this is the moment I explained by Billy gaining XP. Billy happens to be in the house of Illyria, which means the house of Illyria gained points because Billy Illyria is the total of all the Illyrians. So this is good for Illyria. And then other kids are like, wait, so if I do a side quest, it's going to help me. I'm going to get an item. I'm going to go up on the leaderboard. But also, my house is going to do better. Okay. Uh, now you see how that cascades. Now they know about side quests. Now they know Billy got a badge. Now they know about badges. My badges are taped to the front of their binder. So like, Okay, we're starting to, and we got side quests, we got items, we got item case, we got badges. We've already done a lot of heavy lifting, but it was just in time learning as opposed to just in case learning. Just in case learning is what we do in our classes a lot, and it, it's sad, sadly, it's, in, it's not too effective in terms of being able to recall. 
just in case learning is you're you're memorizing things in case you need to use them like for example learning fractions or learning in my subject uh they don't really need to know the leaders of rome right that's just in case they need it just in case they become a history teacher just in case a movie makes a reference and they're going to now have a greater cultural like background uh, they've been exposed to more things, but that's just in case. Just in time is when a student needs the information at that moment and they choose to access that information. That has a much higher recall rate because they saw the necessity of it. They're working on, you know, helping their dad build a birdhouse and all of a sudden taking measurements matter. All of a sudden figuring out how to cut an angle. All of a sudden figuring out how to measure an angle matters. That's just in time when the dad or the math teacher actually teaches how to measure that angle in that moment. And that is pretty much how I run my entire training camp. I don't sit there and do just in case. Here's all the rules to the game. Sit down for an hour and 10 minutes while I explain the game. It's little bite size as it comes up just in time. Hey, I'm handing out these items. Well, what, how do we hold items? Well, here's an item case. Hey, you did a side quest. What does that mean? Oh, you got points. Your house got points. Well, you also got a new item. Put that in your case. Oh, you got a badge. What does a badge mean? Well, badge means you tape it here. Badges have points at the end of the game. Kids get all this information, but it's all in the just in time, which means they are they have peak interest, peak retention, and as such, better recall. So think about that when you start to lay out your game and talk to your students. The last two sort of tips I want to give, actually it's kind of one-ish, two-ish combined, is how to get them to understand that you're going to have to act a little different in a gamified class. And so I just straight up talk to them about it. And I say that, look, I am a teacher through and through. I love teaching you students. And so when you have a class problem come see me you need help studying for your test you don't understand a project somebody's giving you a hard time in class you come see me i am empathetic i'm here to help you um, i'm here to coach you up get you to be the strongest make you the best version of yourself now here's the difference though in game related things let's say kids that I say all the side quests from this training camp are due by Friday if you want to do them. So, guys, they're optional. You don't have to do them. But if you do them, they're due by 3.20 this Friday. You can hand them in early, but at 3.20, the doors close on that. Now, again, teacher me, super empathetic, super kind. You're having trouble. That's great. Game me. I am like an Xbox. Does an Xbox know that you tried to jump? You tried really hard to jump across that big chasm, but you just couldn't make it. Is the Xbox going to bend the rules, bend the the laws of physics in that game, and say you can jump across because you tried really hard? It's not. So to be fair, the Xbox is just going to say no. Your character can't jump that far, so you fall down. And if you want to try over and try over and try over, you're going to keep falling, and eventually you're going to have to like go down another way, find a bridge, whatever. So kids, just realize when it comes to game-related things, I have to be black and white. And that's because I care about 
fairness in the game. For this to actually mean something, guys, I have to stick to the game rules. So side quest two by 320, 320 is the cutoff. You hand it to me late, you hand it to me late. Like it's not going to count. But again, these are optional points. They're, they're not they're not grade points. The 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 required work. There's going to be space for it. There's going to be time for it. I'm here for you. But on game related things, you got to follow the directions. Then I go so far to even get them sort of prepped and ready for even some of our EMC two one day activities by saying. Sometimes we're going to play little mini games in our class. How many of you have played mini games? They all raise their hand because all these video games have these little mini games. And I say, you're going to have to follow those directions. And so if a mini game says, you know, when I say time's up, you need to stop immediately. That doesn't mean, well, I'm just going to put down one more answer. If it is a game, if it's part of the game, I have to be the Xbox. The Xbox isn't going to let you still collect a little more coins after time was up time's up right so i then try to give them some of those experiences on that day that i talk about it so then in the training camp we do a couple of team building activities in which i am pretty militant about the team building rules and you know what i'm talking about teachers you guys have let them bend the rules a little bit on some of those team builders because for you it's just about the team building for me it's about team building and creating this base layer of understanding that the game rules matter so when they're doing those team building activities and they touch it with both hands or whatever the rule is you know take three steps instead of two steps i call them out and say like oh man like sorry like billy took two steps instead of the or three steps instead of the two steps we're gonna start over and everybody's like oh man and then it's like oh, no, no no then you coach them up on team building is teamwork we're all working together but it's also important that we all follow the rules or else there's no point to this, right? The challenge rests in the rules. And now talking about the resting in, this is another big one I talk about. I think a great one to talk to students about the game and some of the points and the items and the badges. Because inevitably, some student this year is going to put it in their head that you like some other student more because you give them more stuff. And so I, I try to head that off at the pass. And I say, hey, guys, this is going to happen. I tell them this, that somebody in here is going to say, Mr. Matera likes Billy more than he likes me. He keeps giving Billy stuff. He keeps talking to Billy. And I say, hey, guys, I just need you to hear. That's so not true. I would love it if you guys all dove head first into this game structure. Everything I put into this game has purpose to make you stronger, to make you better. Not in terms of the game, but in terms of life. None of this is a waste of your time. And so I would love it if I had a class full of people that did it. But there are going to be people. It is optional. You don't have to. And that's okay too. And if you don't do it, I'm not mad at you. It's totally fine. But I, you have to honor the fact that if, in this example, Billy, and I would never actually pick a particular student, but I would say if one of you choose to like go all in, I'm going to have to hand back your side quest, talk to you about your side quest, give you a badge or an item depending on how well you did, right? Then you're going to have questions about that item because it's a new, it's a harder, it's a more complex item. It's a bigger item. Now I have to have a conversation with you about that item. Does that mean I like this kid more than I could? No. But this kid is doing some experiences that need me to interact with him. 
and you have the option to do those things as well. So I talk to kids about how fairness rests in the system, right? Because let's say Billy gets an item that says he can turn in a side quest late. Well, I just told you, I literally in this podcast just told you that you can't turn in uh, side quest late. That's not, that's not an option. 3.20 on Friday. Oh, but Billy has a thing that twice he can turn it in on the Monday after they're due. Well, that's unfair. Billy turned in his side quest. No, no, no. Did you all have access to the thing that Billy got that item in? So let's say Billy did a, one of the side quests early, got that power up, and then turned in his second side quest on Monday, but used his item. And I tell kids, like, did you all have the ability to, to get the, the item as well? And they're like, yes. All right. So fairness rests in the system, not the, like, not just in the individual. It's not that, like, you all get to turn in late. No. Billy did something. You had all access to what Billy did to gain that ability to turn it in late. And that really helps them understand the structure. Again, understanding the game structure that you are going to be fair. The game is going to be fair. That doesn't mean that everybody has all the same power-ups. You're all going to make hundreds of game decisions. Sometimes I offer you what item do you want, and some of you are going to choose the one that breaks the rule. Some are you going to choose the thing that doubles your points on a side quest, not not grade points, game points. Some, somebody's going to choose that one. Somebody's going to let, choose the one that lets you sit in a different seat, which is a breaking of a rule, right? And But the fairness rests in the fact that you all had access to the side quest which would gain you these kind of power-ups. Then when you gained power-ups, you chose the free seat. You didn't choose the hand in late. The other kid doubled his side quest, so he turned it on time. But his side quest was worth 600 points instead of 300 points. But those are all your choices, which is beautiful, and that's part of a game. And they just get it. So I would definitely think about using that in your game when you do. Um, I love it. Um, All right, everybody. That's all I have for you today. I hope you launch your game. You think about the cascading information theory. Maybe you do a camp. Uh, As always, I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, It was super awesome hearing from so many last week. Uh, So use the hashtag wellplayedpodcast and tag me at Mr. Matera or at Mr. Matera EDU if you're on Instagram. All right, everybody. Take care and play on.